On today's show, institutional investors file a massive lawsuit against Volkswagen. GM fires the first shot as it launches an attack on Uber. And when Ford will have a battery electric to compete against the Chevrolet Bolt. All that and more coming right up on AutoLine Daily. This is AutoLine Daily for March 15th of 2016. Volkswagen is enduring the wrath of regulators and customers over its diesel emissions cheating scandal. And now we can add shareholders to the list. And worse for VW, these are institutional shareholders representing investment firms, insurance companies, and pension funds. That means they have the deep pockets to pursue their legal fight. And they're coming from all over the world, including Australia, Canada, Europe, Japan, the UK, the US, and Taiwan. These groups filed suit in Germany and are asking for $3.7 billion, saying that Volkswagen did not divulge its complicity in this scandal in a timely manner. Well, here's my AutoLine insight. Volkswagen set aside $7 billion last year to handle the cost of its cheating scandal. Sure looks to me like Volkswagen is going to have to set aside that much money every year for the next 10 years because this scandal is likely going to cost the company $70 billion. You know, there's a fundamental shift taking place in the automotive industry as car companies race to become leaders in the emerging market of mobility services. Every day seems to bring a new development, and today, General Motors announced it's going to provide new cars for Lyft drivers to use. They call it Express Drive, and it will rent out Chevrolet Equinoxes to drivers to use as Lyft ride-sharing cars for only $99 a week. That includes insurance and maintenance. In Chicago, there's 60,000 people who applied to be Lyft drivers, but did not have a car good enough to qualify. This takes care of that, and Lyft is out to prove that it will treat its drivers better than Uber does. When it comes to connected cars, there's a battle between automakers and tech companies over who gets to collect the data that they create. And it turns out that involves a ton of data. Ford says one autonomous car can collect up to 600 gigabytes of data every hour. Now, to put that in perspective, the average person uses just 21 gigabytes a year for their cellular plan. And this kind of information coming out of autonomous cars is perfect for big data analysis, meaning it could be worth a fortune. And this is why automakers and tech companies are fighting over who can get their mitts on that flow of information. Still to come, we've got more information on when Ford's going to have an affordable, long-range electric car. Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Bridgestone Tires, your journey, our passion, and by Dow Automotive Systems, breakthrough technologies for lightweight vehicles. General Motors is getting a ton of positive publicity with its Bolt EV, I've already had a chance to test drive the car, and it's going to be in showrooms later this year. Tesla is going to unveil its Model 3 at the end of this month and hopes to have it in the market by the end of next year. So where's Ford in this race for an affordable electric? Well, according to Auto Forecast Solutions, Ford's battery electric will go into production in September of 2019, 
at the company's new assembly plant in San Luis Potosi in Mexico. Oh, you've never heard of a Ford plant there? Well, that's because the company hasn't announced it yet. But that announcement should come any day now. By the way, look for that electric to be called the Ford Model E. Volvo Trucks developed a new feature for its heavy-duty trucks that makes it easier to drive them uphill or maneuver them through construction sites. It uses an automated transmission called iShift, which features new crawler gears that result in an overall gear ratio that's twice that of a conventional transmission. The setup allows the truck to move from a standstill with up to 325 tons in gross combined weight in the back. It also allows the truck to move at very low speeds, between half a kilometer an hour to only two kilometers an hour. And it works in reverse at low speeds, too. The new feature is available on Volvo trucks with 13 and 16 liter engines. We've seen the use of turbochargers explode, and the supplier company Continental says there's no end in sight to that growth. It sees turbocharged gasoline engines growing at a 15% annually for the next five to six years. It also sees more electric turbos coming online as well. And no matter how you slice it, that's a significant growth market for powertrain suppliers. Coming up next, can BMW continue to claim it's the ultimate driving machine? For the people at Dow, racing is a sport and a science. We enjoy one and learn from the other. But like most competitive people, we like winning at both. This is the human element at work. Dow. BMW calls its cars the ultimate driving machine. But as the company celebrates its 100th anniversary, some of my journalist colleagues believe that BMW is losing its way. That was one of the topics on last week's Autoline After Hours, and here's what our guests had to say. They've uh, given in to uh, going after the luxury market more than the sports sedan market, which is what, what it was built on. I think the three and four series are not what they used to be. Mm -hmm. And um, I think, strangely enough, uh, the, um, the new Mercedes C-Class, which is never meant to, has never meant to be as sporty as the BMW competition, um, is probably a better driving car. I, I, I do think that 10 years ago even, um, that the three series was kind of the, 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 the best example of that entry-level luxury sports sedan around. And I think that that, that and the buyers everyone agreed. has caught up to that, yeah. if not past BMW. On, That's on, the car everybody wanted to build because they sell yeah. a lot of them, a huge yeah. number. They sell combined, I think, 140 or 150,000 a year, you know, um, and, and the margins are great on them. So everybody wanted a car 120, like 120,000 of those are leased in Southern California. Well, yeah. but, uh, that's yeah. true. Yeah. But, but, you know, but they, here's the problem, partly, is, is as they've gone into the crossovers, they're just like slicing the bologna so thin. There's just, there's so many models. It just... Uh, and the new uh, X1, which is based on the uh, mini platform, in my mind, is a real disappointment. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, the, the, at the same time, the new 7 Series drives smaller than, than it is. It feels really good on the highway, feels very uh, uh, responsive. And, you know, uh, the new 3 Series, heck, I was able to make another journalist puke driving that. So, <laughs> you know, I mean, I think they still have something going. 
By the way, you can watch that entire show right now on our website at autoline.tv or check it out on our YouTube channel. But that brings us to the end of today's show. Thank you for watching.